If you love PlayStation, I have some excellent news for you. Greetings and salutations, my name is Colin Moriarty, ex-IGN editor, video game expert, and the host of the finest PlayStation-related show the internet has ever seen, Sacred Symbols. Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, is a weekly deep dive into all things PlayStation 4, PlayStation VR, PlayStation Vita, and soon enough, PlayStation 5. And with my co-host, comedian and YouTuber Chris Raygun, we balance the informative with the absolutely zany. Because podcasts should be actively fun to listen to and not just a thoughtless part of your routine. With Sacred Symbols, you'll laugh, you'll probably cry, although that's usually inadvertent, and you'll definitely learn something. So come join us on Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, available each and every week wherever you download your podcasts. And hold hands with us as we navigate video games and the video game industry in ways you never have before. The Man Who Killed Halloween. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. On Halloween night, 1974, in Deer Park, which is uh, right around Houston, Ronald O'Brien poisoned... His son, Timothy, with a pixie stick, laced with cyanide. I'm just putting it out there We're right now. We're getting right into it, so so get ready. I'm just get ready. letting you know that's what you're in for. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that also they do like disclaimers or like trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. I don't, this isn't necessarily one of We don't have the time. The, well, I, I think it's kind of, it's like we put explicit on the thing, yeah. whether it is or isn't, just to cover all bases and yeah. be fair, but... I feel like this kind of show by now, you know that it's, I don't know. If, we yeah. span lots, like yeah, we get lighthearted, but we also get incredibly dark. Yeah, and this this one is going to be incredibly dark. And I'll tell you how I got here. I got here by accident because I think we were talking about growing up, and I don't know if you remember this, Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. There was always a lot of panics about razors in the candy. So I remember taking the candy and just breaking them all in half before mm-hmm. you ate them to yeah. see if there's anything was in there. Yeah. A lot of those turn out to be hoaxes. Sometimes Absolutely. they're not. Sometimes there are. It really depends. And I feel like that, I don't know, I don't know what goes on in the Halloween candy situation, safety mm-hmm. situation. And I was looking into it and then I found this story which is the worst of them. So if you're somebody who's Worried about your kids and Halloween candy? Just know that this is a, a pretty this scary thing. Skip this one. Yeah, I would say. or listen and just yeah. If you're more of a masochist, I guess listen, check it out. Uh, check it out. Stay with us. But I think it's a a really perfect uh, something that uh, a crime that happened on Halloween involved mm-hmm. Halloween candy. Halloween was the vehicle to make it happen. Yeah, and. Um, we're going to tell you a little bit about yeah. the story of Ronald, the Candyman, O'Brien. Yikes. The man who killed Halloween. So he's got two nicknames. Halloween didn't die, though. That's another spoiler alert. It still exists as a holiday. No. Well, I was, I mean, so I was, when this happened, I was one. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm sure I did Halloween. 
New Jersey style. Yeah. Which is just, I think, batteries. <laughs> you just get batteries and socks? Batteries and pennies and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know what you get. It's a lot yeah, maybe of... maybe a gumdrop? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's just very like... The linty, dirty gumdrop? 1970s Hackensack, New Jersey, whatever you think yeah. that is. Oh, interesting. Mine was a, like a 90s suburban Midwest kind of uh, upper middle class. There was maybe two families on our street that would give away whole Snickers bars. Um, and there was one woman who we thought was a witch who lived in the back of this like prairie home and she would give away apples, which you wouldn't know what she would have until you meandered through her like labyrinthine front yard that had lots of wildflowers and stuff. And you'd be like, Oh, an apple. Right. You thought you were going to, you like, wow, this is going to pay yeah. off big. There's one guy who was great. Uh, he was my next door neighbor and he would sit like dressed as a scarecrow and have the candy in like a basket and like grab you when you got, you know, I probably can't do that now. No, no, much. no. Wildly inappropriate now. I mean, when I was and then I was living in New York, and I was still mm-hmm. like pretty young. There was uh, I, I remember this house that we purposely didn't go to because the people were divorced inside. Uh, no, the kid was murdered. Oh God. Yes. Yeah, so we remember skipping that house. So they might, it was the the kid across the street from me who was in maybe in high school at the time uh-huh. was murdered at the high school I eventually went to. Whoa. Yeah, so I remember not, not going to his Jeez, house. So. Yeah, there was a house on my block too down the street that had two people that were shot inside of it. And we didn't really, we kind of, we still went to that house. Yeah. Like people were like, that's creepy and spooky. And then we still went there to get yeah. candy. Yeah, we yeah we didn't, uh, and I don't know if that makes it better or worse. If I was, yeah. we just, I guess, didn't know how to handle this. So wait, were your parents really hyper vigilant about candy and stuff growing up? When you're trick or treating, or no? They said breakfast and dinner, not lunch. Oh, they were very, very strict. I mean, candy was like marketed in a way where it's kind of like, well, okay. I mean, it wasn't uh, crack. Okay, I guess. Okay, I think based on this that we'll get into, my parents were kind of look through our candy. Like they would look through it. Oh yeah, there might be a little bit of that. You know, kind if something was open, they would like yeah. not have us. But we were it. allowed to eat it. It wasn't a thing where it was like, eat your vegetables. Yeah. Oh no, no, me too. Like, okay. we, I grew up on fast yeah, food. My body so, was raised. Yeah. My mother I'm smoked tra- when I, I'm a trash she's heap. pregnant and <laughs> I turned out unemployed. So look at me <laughs> and undereducated. <laughs> so that worked out. Perfect. I think it's very interesting. Like the ramifications of what we're about to talk about and what it means for your own Halloween experience and, and hopefully afterwards, you know, people will tell us their Halloween experience. Cause I know this, this really the ripple effect of this horror was widespread. The Ronald O'Brien, I guess he tried to poison all of his kids for money, for insurance Damn. via cyanide to do that. It takes, it's not like a last minute thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to poison my kids. It was like, I got to go get my hands on yes. some cyanide. Also, cyanide is such an old school way of poisoning. There's so many like poison. Cyanide is like something the Nazis would use. Yeah, like a spy You know, type like thing. What, what are we doing here? Yeah, you think it'd be something like rat poison or something yeah. like that. Um, it was uh, pretty, it was, it was pretty terrible. Ugh. There was five other children um, mm-hmm. that were with the O'Briens. Oh God, as yeah. we, Record this. There's my neighbors have kids. They're like coming up the stairs. Yeah, so happily. you get you get that. Uh, Oof, that's an added layer. So they were trick or treating that evening, and they received can the you know the pixie sticks mm-hmm. that were laced with the poison. And Ronald Brown actually was there to help the police in efforts to discover exactly where the pixie sticks came from. So he was one of those people, like a lot in true crime. He's like, I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen. Yeah, we got to get to the bottom. I'm the of nice this. guy. And but Ronald, he's like, I don't know what homes they were at. 
um, even though they only visit to a few, and they came home and you know had yeah, some of the candy. candy. Yeah, so that made the people investigating it were like, uh, so what's happening here? And yeah. they learned you look and you know I used to work in insurance. You check out those insurance po- those fresh in- yeah. life insurance policies. Yeah. And he took out several of them on Ugh. his children. And don't people his, know not to do that if they want to commit a murder anymore? Like, don't take out insurance policy yeah. right before you kill somebody. Because yeah. you can't cash on. Um, for, from what I remember, you can't. If it's a suicide, you don't get it. Yeah. So it's not even a thing where people like make things look like a suicide. It's like you're not going to get. Yeah. Like, for the most part, that I remember, a life insurance policy. Because um, yeah. I am a licensed life insurance agent in the state of California. Oh, so. you, is this an advertisement for you? I wish. <laughs> that would mean employment. So oh. he took out on one of his son, uh, his children and his son, Timothy, and they were insured for $30,000. And It's also like not even that much money. Yeah. I mean, I guess, when, when did this happen? 1974. So. Okay, back then, a little, a little more. A little more, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, we can't take out like a million dollar life insurance policy. That, that looks very suspicious and it costs a lot. And then mm-hmm. there's certain things you have to jump through. But, you know, 25000 is like a good like baseline yeah. standard back then and, and even now. Monday, November 4th, Ronald, the Candyman O'Brien, was arrested for the murder of his son. Two months before, so he's been playing this for a while. Two months yeah. before he died, he called a friend who was a chemist. He was like, uh, hey, uh, Hey, Kim friend. Yeah, it's like how, like, let's just see there okay, was somebody. hypothetically. Not me. Yeah, wanted not cyanide. me. Just no, emphasize, not me. And he wanted to know what a lethal dose was. What is a lethal dose Because of I want less cyanide. than that. But tell me what the lethal dose yeah, is, but I want less. Just like, so I know. So I, I'm trying to, I'm gonna, maybe going to experiment with a cyanide diet. So yeah. like, I just want to know. But his friend was like, why are you asking, bud? Yeah. And he's like, just <laughs> curious. Okay, good, cool. Yeah, that, my that, new hobby is investigating poisons. You know, I guess even like, what would somebody do now? Look it up online. But even then, you'd have to like go to get a yeah. different VS, you know, VSP or yeah. people don't know so what your IP. Yeah. Uh, he tried to purchase potassium cyanide from a chemical salesman, mm-hmm. but he'd have to purchase it in bulk, like five pounds, Whoa. which is, you know, like probably a criminal amount to have if you're not licensed or have a reason to have, be a chemist yeah. who's got a whole bunch of cyanide. Yeah. It's like um, a bucket of cyanide hanging out in your garage. So I'm going to go back and kind of tell a little bit of the story, like how it kind of happened, and then I'll go to where he gets arrested and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, you're going to jump around. This is I'm going to jump around. Yeah, I'm going to jump around. I, I oh, like, I'm going to jump around. It's very cinematic of you. Let's first jump and cool off for a second. Put down your Halloween candy for a second and we'll spit take- Spit out. Spit that pixie stick into my hand yes, right now. out right now and you take a little- break. Okay, I want to talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. They've been amazing. They've been so good to us. Using their service has been a game changer. Online counseling. That's exactly what I've been doing it the traditional way. And the convenience of texting or video chat Mm -hmm. has been amazing on my schedule. Absolutely. You can get started in 24 hours. You can have an appointment scheduled. You can do it via text, uh, phone, any way that works best for you. It's incredible. And you don't, if you have a counselor and it's like, hey, this is not working out, you can get another one. Switch they it have up. over 3,000 licensed counselors. Absolutely. Um, you can get help for depression, anger, stress, anxiety, sleep. I always have a combination right? of it's just any like, given day. The menu, yeah, check the boxes, whatever you need. It's not a crisis line, but it is a truly affordable option. Ghost Town listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code Ghost Town. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash ghost town. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you will love. That's betterhelp.com slash ghost town. We're back. We're back from the break. We're back. 
before we get back into it, um, we have some Halloween episodes on Patreon, which yes, is patreon.com slash ghost town pod bonus episodes, cool pins that help mm-hmm. support the show. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. So this is Halloween month and this is I mean, one of the darker ones. Yeah. I say one of the darker ones. Definitely. I know. Mm-hmm. I was like, do we talk about the Instagram or do we not? Cause it's dark. Uh, Ghost Town Pod. We can talk about the Instagram. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about Instagram. Our Ghost Town <laughs> Pod. Check it out. You can always message us. We'll post yeah, some pictures I, I, on there. Yeah, someone just messaged me. Um, this is exciting, right? Uh, they said, oh, um, you are pretty awesome. And I said, this is Greg Mack 417 And I said, ah, shucks. And then he said, LOL, didn't think you'd respond. And I said, Why? And he said, because you're a big-time podcast celebrity and I haven't donated to Patreon yet, winky face. And I said, do it. And then they said, well, because you asked nicely and I enjoy the show, I will. So maybe you should take a hint from Greg Mack, 417. He's the who Mac. donated to our Patreon because don't you want to support big-time podcast celebrities? Oh, huge. You know? Rebecca is going to buy a heating pad today. I think I talked her into it. I bought mine and I love it. I am it. in a lot of pain right yeah. now. <laughs> Rebecca's doing this in a lot of pain. Uh-huh. So I'm a hero. You're she welcome. She has got a birthday coming up. So you might want to send her some birthday love. Send me some love. Uh, yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot happening right now. Yeah. It's a lot of aging happening right now yeah. in this moment. But yeah, donate to our Patreon. Uh, we got bonus episodes on we there got, we, Halloween we're, stuff. We're, we're going Halloween, a little Halloween crazy right yeah. now. And we're going to have a really special, uh, we're going to go above and beyond and we're going to be mm-hmm. doing some on location stuff. Yes, we are. So and you're going to get to benefit, you're going to the benefits of all of that if you are a Patreon subscriber. Because we have to put a lot of bonus stuff on there. We're going to go, we're going stories, we're going uh, we got, on site. We got we're outside going, help on this like one. We have some people coming in to aid our cause. You think you knew, but you have no idea. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Candyman, the mm-hmm. man who the killed. Candyman can. He can and he did, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Oof. So they were out less, it was raining, so they were only out mm-hmm. less than an hour, which makes it a little more difficult because you want, to make, you want candy to be coming from a lot of different locations. Yeah, it's actually, like, as you were talking about, it, it's a really good way to murder somebody. If, if you're trying to kill a kid, which it's very dark, okay. Or but us, because like, I mean, I I eat candy. Oh yeah, I, I'll never not eat candy. I Absolutely. try to stop to. Put so. candy. You say a candy's poison. You put it in front of me. I'll be like, I'll give it take a shot. Should I have a bite? Have a nibble? Yeah, I'll take Is my that, chances. Exactly. But like, if you if you're about if you're trying to poison somebody, like Halloween is great because the kids are going everywhere, all over the place. You don't know where stuff is coming from. That part was fairly well thought out. So this is going to be a quote. Mm. Within a few minutes of he's, you know, dad was like, yeah, have some candy. Timothy was crying out in pain for his father. Quote, daddy, daddy, my stomach hurts. Really sad. Oh. Yeah. Ronald uh, later said, quote, he, Timothy, was in the bathroom convulsing, vomiting, and gasping, and suddenly he went limp. End quote. Uh, Timmy's eight years old. Oh. Died 90 minutes later at the hospital. The following, following day, people had determined the pixie sticks were full of cyanide. Very, I mean, I'm sure Ronald would have to assume that they're going to make that connection. It's not like it's untraceable. Yeah. Like, you know, they're going to, and that's a very like strange thing for eight year olds to just, you know. Also and, like, can you taste a Like, I wonder, yeah, that whole experience, like it must've been so obvious. Yeah. His uh, little sister, Elizabeth, who was five, she also was like, oh, I'm going to have a pixie stick too. Uh, but she was fine, but she wasn't able to open it and eat it. So it was, 
it was just Save by circumstance. Life. It did. And what does Desmond, you know, Desmond say? Like, like eat, eat the eat, pizza, pizza yeah, stick. Yeah. yeah, like open. I'll open it for you. No, Dad's gonna be like open. That also had cyanide in it. Ugh. Word spread as it does. Mm-hmm. And these are the things I was originally looking for, like the the hoaxes, and which there are out there, and people have gotten in a lot of trouble for sure. Like the hoaxes. razor blade in an apple. There's just a lot of checking for a lot of razor blades was always the thing I'm looking for. I mean, I yeah. wasn't looking for cyanide. I wasn't like no. Let me, Analyze well, this. Well, when you see like a, pa- a mass-produced candy, you're not like, uh-oh. When you see like an apple, you're like, what the hell's in here? Well, think about when products, you know, like spinach, uh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the spinach at the, has E. coli in it. No, mm-hmm. Nobody's eating spinach for a while. Yeah. Any product. So same with the candy, which is, you know, which is pretty terrifying. And the new, the new spread, um, parents are just throwing away the candy. I mean, obviously, like, yeah. what, what, what can you do? Yeah. And, um... But Ronald O'Brien was like, I'm going to help get to the bottom of this because, you know what, I'm, I'm victim number one. Yeah. Um, so let's get to his, we want justice. Yeah, of course. And we get it, but it's, it's not super satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, on the night of Halloween, friends with the O'Briens, uh, they had their you know, kids, every, you know, families were getting together uh-huh. and they testified that Ronald went up to one of the houses alone. He returned, he was holding a large pixie stick that he politely passed to the five children. So he just kind of ended up with, yeah, it's he just like, kind of. It's weird that he did the song and dance of going to a different house yeah. to grab pixie sticks for his kids for Halloween. He actually passed it out to five children. Ugh. Two of them were hit. He, he was kind of spreading it out like so it wasn't... free for all. He's like, someone's going to die. Well, I think it's two... Because it, if it's his kids and then other kids, no one's going to... If it's only his kids... Yeah. Then they're going to be like, this is really suspicious. But if it's his kids and then there's other kids, it, yeah. I guess, maybe takes it maybe in a different direction. Do you think that some had more cyanide than others so he didn't kill other kids? Well, you are shaking your head like... I don't... Yeah, I, I think he was just trying to make it... Goal on uh, uh, hard times financially. Yeah, I, I need money, and this is the kind of person mm-hmm. that I am. Um, so he actually was charged with four counts of attempted murder because even though it wasn't successful, yeah, you you tried to, and during his and trial, once you know it's him, you're like all these pixie, pixie sticks came from you. Yeah. We know it. Uh, his own brother told the court that Ronald Bryan uh, was broke. And his wife testified that... Um, yeah, where is his wife in all of this? P.S. She says he was struggling with debt, and she said her husband bought $10,000 of accidental life insurance policies for the children. After Timothy's funeral, she learned that he spent another $108 on premiums for two more policies uh, at 20000 each. Did she feel like she was safe? I can't even imagine. She said she... Yeah, she was scared. But, you know, I'm. you got to put yourself, I guess... In nine, at any point in time where you have a spouse where you're just like, ah, I don't know what to think about this mm-hmm. person that I married. Yeah. In the early 1970s, I mean, I, I, does that make a difference? I don't know. If, if I think so. Enough. I think especially with, with men at that time, too, yeah. having a, a duty to provide mm-hmm. and not, a you know, culture of non-communication, guessed. too, also. And, and you're probably mm-hmm. at a, you know, if, if, listen, if he's got financial troubles, you probably have financial troubles. Yeah. Everyone's, and no one knows what to do, and he's just like, I'm taking care of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know. On June 3rd, 1975, he was declared guilty of murder. 46 minutes of deliberation from the jury. That's and, it. And he was sentenced to the, done. the electric chair. That makes sense. Listen, I'm not a fan of the death penalty, but you know what? 
damn, this makes sense. In whatever the stay of execution, but on March, or I don't know how what the time it takes, March 31st, 1984, they changed it to lethal injection. Mm-hmm. He was pronounced dead at 1248 in the morning. He said he was innocent all the way to the end. In an interview before he died, Ronald said, uh, quote, because I have no guilt, I have really got nothing to worry about. What, what does he think happened? Like, I, I want to know what the story is. Like, like just this phantom house that he got these pixie sticks from are the, the culprits who killed this kid? In his final statement, he said he would forgive those who were about to wrong him. Imagine that. Delusional. Imagine not even Delusional. giving people the, the closure. Yeah. It's really selfish and egotistical and clearly deranged. Uh, outside uh, the prison, which is in Huntsville, Texas, 200 people had gathered outside the death chamber and they stood there eating pixie sticks as like a protest. So I thought that was a nice... Wow. That's a nice... I mean, it's a very chilling... It's an interesting move for a protest, though, is to eat the thing, the tool that he used. It's like someone who shot their kid. Were they all out with guns? Pixie sticks in general are not... have one thing, to taste yummy, right? To taste... Guns have the, yeah, guns have a purpose. Like grape. Guns have the purpose of one purpose. And I, so I guess maybe kind so of taking like back. So it's like vindicating, like taking back Halloween candy? Maybe, maybe it's taking back. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess can't. it just seems odd to it me. It is. It's a little morose. Yeah. But a very interesting. Yeah, but it's a very vivid image, I think, that you, you're, you're showing us here. I want to thank wickedwe.com for the story and information. Thank you for being wicked. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Prepare to enter an immersive world of tragedies, hauntings, legends, and folklore. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast documenting the rich history of the American South, guiding you through some of its darkest tales and eerie locations. Join us now on Southern Gothic. The podcast.